welcome to this afternoon service. Are there any more greetings to the church? If not, I'll just repeat some announcements. The focus of the month is the Zambia School. There is this coming Sunday a fundraiser in Kitchener, Strasbourg Road. There are going to be presentations starting at 3 in the afternoon. As you know, the West Akron Choir is scheduled to come this coming weekend to visit us. On Saturday at 5 p.m., we'll have a, a supper, and it's not a potluck supper as announced this morning. It's group number three is in charge of the supper on Saturday e evening. The inspiration hour will be uh, following at 7 p.m., and Brother Tom Demrovsky is going to moderate the special hours. If you have, if you have special numbers, see him. Additional announcement for the coming weekend is group number two brings two desserts, group number three brings one dessert. And this Wednesday, Lord willing, we'll have singing in CFG. <clears throat> Let's bow. O Lord our God, incomprehensible of greatness, dear Father, that we cannot comprehend. But as thou hast pleased to reveal thyself in Christ Jesus, we can relate because he came in human form and was like us, yet without sin, O Lord, lived here below to show us how to please thee, dear Father. And he has left us the truth, grace and truth, for us to proclaim even in this afternoon hour to all that are willing to hear it. We humbly pray, bless it unto us in Jesus' name. This past week, we had a few rainy days and they were gray. But this morning, the sun shone. It was a beautiful morning. We have a stand of maple trees in our property, and they were just golden, and a carpet of leaves below. It was beautiful to behold. We have been made to appreciate those things and how great it is, how beautiful it is, if we can turn to someone to thank it for it to share it. Comes to mind, it's a day that we should sing the hymn 15 in the addition, Hallelujah, beautiful morning. Yes, David agrees with that too, and he says in Psalm 19, the first few verses, the heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showed his handiwork. Day unto day uttered speech, and night unto night showed knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. This testifies of the wonderful things that God has created for us to appreciate. And it says in poetic language that everywhere we look, there's the evidence of God's creation. But not everybody thinks that way. 
when we grew up, that's us, the older generation, the Bible was a guide for many things, even for those that didn't believe, as the Bible says, but they respected it. The governments respected it. The laws were organized according to the Bible. Much was taken from the Bible, and we still benefit from some of the things that have been left over in our generation here now. <clears throat> but more and more, there is an outright denial that God even exists. The Bible says shortly, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. And leaves it at that. Many in the world have become fools. <clears throat> in Romans chapter 1, we read, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. <clears throat> God says in his word that those things that we cannot see, God, and the things that he talks about, <clears throat> they are clearly clearly seen by the created things that we can see. But people don't want to accept that. And God says they are without excuse because he revealed himself in his creation and then in a special way in Jesus Christ. But first of all in his creation, in the things that we can behold. This is what our young people are facing nowadays, especially when they go to college. There's an outright denial of God. There is a willful denial of it. The things, <clears throat> whenever there is an evidence to the contrary, to what they say, they ignore it. They ignore it. We <clears throat> <clears throat> read. In 2 Peter chapter 3, in verse 3, knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lusts and saying, 
where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. For this they willingly are ignorant of, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of water and in the water, whereby the world that then was, being overflowed with water, perished. But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fiery, unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as thousand years and thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us, word, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to the repentance. See, when we behold the, the creation, there's everywhere evidence also of some calamity in the past. If you read in Genesis, you know it's the Noah's flood. That's one of the key events that God shows that he judged the world. <clears throat> but people that are, are denied it, <clears throat> they are so set in their way that they willfully, as it says here, are ignorant of this fact. Whenever an evidence shows contrary to what they say, they just ignore it. And those that would affirm it, <clears throat> they are being persecuted. When they look at the evidence, they interpret it to their convenient way, <clears throat> which started around 1700s, when the idea came along of uniformism, that things happened in the past as they happen today, slowly, slowly. And they need that, because whenever they come against something they cannot explain otherwise, they claim millions of years that things happened and changed that way. Millions of years, that's their God. They turn to that. When they see <clears throat> the preservation of, of the fossils all over the planet, that only a, a cataclysmic fast burial could cause those fossils to be preserved, they ignore that willfully. Willfully, when they see the, the, the features of this world, the Grand Canyon, for instance, and other things, they ignore that too. They say, oh, this happened over millions of years. And then when they look at the dating and things don't fit, they call it an anomaly, an anomaly. They ignore it, willfully ignore it. God shows them again and again when they find even <clears throat> soft tissues in dinosaurs' bones, which are supposed to be millions of years old, they ignore it, they say, oh, there must be the other way to explain this. They willfully ignore it, and God allows it. If somebody ignores or willfully ignores the truth, it causes blindness. And they are blinded. God gives them over. But it got to the point that they, they even get angry with those. Christianity is so being persecuted nowadays everywhere, everywhere if you're not ridiculed, but outright. Other religions are not being that persecuted. They're respected even, but Christianity nowadays just is not a thing. <clears throat> they look at these things, <clears throat> and if you only could show, if you only could accept that God 
did allow that flood to happen, as it says in Peter, that they willfully ignore, then their whole ideas of millions of years would fall together. Because the very features that they see, they used to explain millions of years and, and use them as a measuring stick for anything else. When carbon dating or even ion dating is used, and if it doesn't fit, it's an anomaly. Don't accept it. They want to know what the results must be in order for them to run the test. They're not willing to run them blindly. <clears throat> if you look in, if you're really interested, you can see many of these evidence on the internet. It's there. There's a lot of false information too, but it's for us to judge. And the young people are exposed to this. They are so occupied with studying nowadays that they find little time to look at those things. But the Lord, even when he gave his commandments in the Old Testament, <clears throat> he established a seventh day of rest. And it's interesting to see, I just read it recently, when they were in the wilderness, they were not yet in the land, in the wilderness they were, and God said that they should rest on the seven days, then he adds, even during harvest and earing time. When humanly thinking, you would think, well, it's prime time to spend time in the harvest. He told them to rest the seven days. That's, isn't that something you can take also for our young people that study, that they need a rest from studying, that God will be able to bless the time that they spend in their study more if they dedicate at least some time in the seventh day to come together. <clears throat> they blame God, and yet it's God's long suffering that withholds. Says, as we read here, it says, God is not slack concerning his promise. He announced the flood. Noah had, they figured, a time of about 120 years to preach that the flood was coming. And still it took them by surprise. And only eight people were saved. And that very fact, too, they see when they look at the DNA, on, at the mitochondrial DNA, and say, well, somewhere around there, there was one woman that bore them all. And it points toward Noah's time. Oh, they say, well, other lines disappeared. This was the one. Again, whenever people are serious, use serious science. There is no serious science outside God. They will find that it, has, it, it confirms what the Bible says, what faith has accepted beforehand, even if they don't understand it. The, the Bible was written so many years ago, and things come out there which they could not have just schemed to produce a record. <clears throat> he is not slack concerning a promise, but long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. It's God's long-suffering that waits for it. He doesn't rush things. God does things in his own time. And then we have Jesus Christ, who came, grace and truth. And when they ask Jesus Christ of a sign, he said there will be no sign given except the sign of Jonas. That as Jonah was three days in the, in the night in the whale's belly, so also the Son of Man shall be three days and nights in the earth. And that's the sign that's given unto us. And that God judged the world already once, and only eight people escaped. The evidence is there. But now he says, 
This world is reserved under judgment of fire. God is not slack. God proclaims it ahead of time, lets people decide. You, see, you would say, well, why, why doesn't he, like one philosopher said, one known philosopher said, when they ask him, says, well, what will you say if it really is true? Oh, that he doesn't, I didn't have enough evidence. When God gives evidence of himself all around, everywhere. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. David knew that. And those that are concerned with health issues, they know that too. When they find, oh, you try to fix this, then this doesn't work. And you try this, and it's a trial and error. But yet when everything works well together, isn't it amazing? And we take it for so granted. We are fearfully and wonderfully made, and we are made in the image of God. We need relationships. We need love. We need to give love. These things, they cannot be explained otherwise. Those great philosophers that deny the Bible, they are poor examples of love, poor examples. Broken relationship hurts. I would advise young people, especially that are exposed to so many things nowadays, don't neglect the coming together. Don't neglect. Take time out. God will bless you for it. God will bless you. God is able to bless you. Do you believe that? When God said, when you are together, two or three, I am in their midst, you think that's a blessing in itself? You may not understand it, but it is. Even the little children that some people bring to CFG, they're blessed. They're getting something already when they see the adults coming together, sharing, speaking. They realize this is important. This is important. Whatever we do to further the kingdom that is right in the sight of God will further the kingdom and we will be blessed through it. My, feet, my heart goes out to the young people that are exposed to these things and perhaps have not made up their mind yet whom they want to follow. But look at the examples. God testifies himself in creation, in history, and in the life of those that embrace the truth. And, that, and those poor examples that you see, they don't, they, they don't, should not make that great a difference. They just should remind you that yes, trials are not over yet. Trials are not over yet. In Romans it says, yea, let God be true and every man a liar. It says, what if some were not faithful? Yes, there will be bad examples. There will be bad examples. But look at the good examples and follow them. And most of all, look to Christ. Look to Christ. He knows you. He promised to be with those that seek him. Yeah, it says God seeks even those that want to worship in spirit and truth. Yes, sometimes our faith is fail, is weak. But we should go and share with those where there is faith to be found. Faith to be found. Faith comes by the word of God. Faith comes by prayer. Faith comes by fellowship with those of like precious faith. That strengthens us. That strengthens us. Do that which is right and pleasing in God's sight. And don't give in to all these arguments. And when you look at them, it amazes you how angry the atheists are in, in decrying what the Bible says. How insulting they are. You think, if they really think that's a fairy tale, why do they get so angry? 
Why did he get so angry? Well, you realize there are other powers behind that. The adversary uses that. First, deny that God created this world through millions of years, his theories. And then that's a foundational truth. Because if you say that's not true, then what else is not true in the Bible? Well, they will find and not accept anything that's inconvenient. Jesus Christ said, the condemnation is because light is calm, and men love darkness rather than light. The inclination, the natural inclination, is to love darkness because the deeds are evil. But those that come to light and it's revealed unto them, then they realize also they need a savior. May the Lord impress us on the heart, especially our young people, and may the old people, may the parents not be an, an hindrance to the young people by their things that they do and get involved in it, which show that, that the things of the kingdom are not important. The children sense that. They know what's important to you. Be careful, they watch you. And the parents are the ones that have the greatest influence on their children. You cannot blame the church, you cannot blame Sunday school, society. You are the one that has the greatest influence upon your children. God charged you with raising their children. God charged you with testifying the children by your walk and what you say, and especially what you do. May the Lord bless this word to him, be all the honor and glory evermore. Amen. This is not meant to, to scare anyone, but to be aware that we walk with open eyes in this world, use the Bible as the measuring stick, because that's the truth that came and is given unto us, and we are responsible to walk accordingly. May the Lord bless his word to him, be the honor, glory, amen. <clears throat>